0: God, I love the years that I spent in Alberta. I I really enjoyed my time in Alberta. Uh, just a quick background uh, on me. I grew up in Burlington, but I began my television journalism career in Vancouver. And then I got a call saying, you know, they're going to open a brand new TV station in Edmonton. And they offered me the job as the newest anchor. And I went out there and it, it really opened my mind. Uh, to a different way of thinking, you know, having grown up here in Ontario and then spent time in British Columbia, you know, the political um, environment, just kind of the just sort of the self-reliance. It's a different political um, and it's a, a different landscape in Alberta. And it, I think that is, that is true. And I, I valued my time there so much. And I think for, for a lot of us right across the country, we're kind of scratching our heads when what we saw from the medical officer of health from alberta earlier this week who announced that albertans who test positive for covid 19 will no longer be required to enter isolation and that rule comes into place in less than three weeks outgoing calgary mayor naheed nenshi describes it this way it is
1: inconceivable to me it is the height of insanity to say we don't even want to know what's happening to stop contact tracing, to stop testing people, and to become one of the first, if not the first, jurisdictions in the world to say that people who have tested positive, who are infectious, can just go about their lives.
0: That is uh, Calgary's mayor describing some of the rule changes, some of them that are currently underway, which is no more contact tracing, and, and then coming up as I mentioned in a couple of weeks, no longer the requirement to enter isolation if you have a positive test. Dr. Joe Vipon is an emergency physician in Calgary, Alberta, who has some pretty strong views about what has been announced in Alberta and joins me. Welcome, doctor.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me on. And I have to apologize yesterday for my phone overheating and cutting out in mid-live interview. (laughs) And I also have to say these are my views alone and not those of Alberta Health Services or that of the University of Calgary. So now that those are out of the way um i i would profess and and maybe I'm, I'm living in my own bubble but i would profess that i have some very sane views and not very strong views so um but we can debate that
0: okay uh, f- fair enough but you are I, I believe you are organizing a a bit of a is it a is it a rally something happening at noon today what's going on
1: well i think i have had so many people reach out to me with fear um really if what you if you think about it the government has decided to put every single bit of alberta at risk um, that means in particular those under 12 who have not have no ability to be vaccinated um, as well as those people who have chosen not to be vaccinated but let's be very clear that with breakthrough infections that means uh, we also know that everybody who's even double vaxxed um, is being put at risk And and when I say that, I I recognize that there are lower hospitalization rates and ICU rates and deaths from those that are double-vaxxed. But there is also the very real concern about long COVID. And, And this has been very minimized by our government, including our chief medical officer of health. Long COVID is when you get even an asymptomatic or very mildly symptomatic disease, but also all the way through to like ICU care. People will have long-term disability related to that for at least, you know, for for a prolonged period of time beyond the infection. And we know that a significant number of those are at least more than 12 weeks and maybe indefinitely. So we are um, sentencing anybody who gets COVID because of this policy to the risk of long COVID, you know, of course, on top of the risk of severe disease and death.
0: Let, let me just present just some of the other side, and, and I'm, I'm going to sort of try and encapsulate what, your, uh, what, what uh, Dr. Hinshaw had to say. It, it's Essentially, that there are other issues that need to be dealt with you know, in the province, other health issues, and because we're only focusing on COVID, we are not focusing other, on other health issues. And that although there are risks, and risks still remain, that covid-19 uh, appears to be when it will pass from pandemic phase it'll be endemic and so we will just have to live with it going forward and so this is the step in that direction to live with it much the way we live with the seasonal flu
1: all right so let's let's unpack there's a lot to unpack there so right now i know of only one other public health crisis in Alberta, and that is the opioid crisis. And this government has repeatedly indicated that it has no interest in dealing with that other public health crisis. So that seems like a little bit of gaslighting there to me. Um, next, is this really just like the seasonal flu? The seasonal flu doesn't kill one percent of the people it infects. The seasonal flu doesn't give long COVID to ten to thirty percent of the or a long-term disability to ten to thirty percent of the, the people that get it. If you get long, if you get influenza you get sick and you know a very small proportion die usually those that are vulnerable and everybody else just has two weeks of lying in bed and then they're back to normal this is not the flu on top of that the flu every single person in alberta has the ability to get vaccinated for the flu and you know some people don't that's fine but you know it's not like the end of the world because not like they had to one percent mortality but this is a disease where everybody who is zero to 12 cannot be vaccinated so what i look The the ramifications, and I think very intentional ramifications of the policies announced on Wednesday are twofold. First of all, we're not going to know the numbers because they said they're only going to be testing those that are sick enough to go into the hospital. So that means we're not going to know about localized outbreaks. We're not going to know which communities are impacted. And number two, we're going to be trying, literally trying to infect um, a great percentage of the population. The government has... Um, implicitly, uh, decided to aim for herd immunity because the the uh, you know remember that we're at the beginning of the fourth wave and we have exponential growth, a doubling time of five days right now. And at the same time as we have this fourth wave coming on, they have decided to obscure the numbers and take away all the public health restrictions, uh, including simple things like wearing a mask. So step back from the rhetoric and look at the implications. They can say a lot of things, most of them not backed up by science, but the implications for Albertans is that Mm -hmm. so many people are gonna get sick and we're obscuring the data. What kind of, like, let's put it a different way. Over the course of history, governments have done some horrible things. We've put indigenous kids in residential schools in an attempt to cause Uh, essentially a genocide of their culture. We have incarcerated Japanese and Ukrainians and Russians in our various wars. Never before, as far as I know, has a government in Canada explicitly decided to imperil its entire population. And Albertans won't stand for it.
0: Those that are listening to you right now, I think all of us are going to be reminded in this province in Ontario, I, everything that you're saying and describing really takes us back to the spring and the beginning of the third wave in this province where uh, Doug Ford began to reopen and say, oh, you, soon you'll be able to get a haircut at the same time that physicians, his own advisory table was saying that no, we're at the beginning of, a, of another wave and this is the wrong direction. And what happened was eventually the government had to reverse course somewhat tearfully. Do you see that happening in Alberta?
1: So at noon today, I will be at our government centre in downtown Calgary. We have an alternate rally in downtown Edmonton. You know, we're going to be protesting in a pandemic. I recognise that there are risky elements of that, although it will be outdoors and we've explicitly said nobody's allowed to attend without a mask. Um, But I don't think the mothers of Alberta will let this government get away with this. This government has lost the moral authority to govern by saying that it's okay for us to all get sick, and we won't let it happen.
0: Dr. Vipon, I appreciate your time.
1: One more thing. Just remember that this is coming from our Chief Medical Officer of Health. It's our public health that has decided to ignore the health of the public. Okay, let's let's just dig into that.
0: Let's just dig into that because I, I do perceive a schism between... Um, what she's saying and what the pre- what the political leadership is saying, are, are, they, are they moving in tandem? Up. But yeah. but
1: everybody's saying that it's coming from her. So Henshaw needs to resign. Doctor Henshaw needs to resign. We, you know, this is happening at the same time as our fourth wave is commencing, as the United States CDC is reinstituting mask mandates across the country. Like, what is going on?
0: Doctor, I'll let you go. Thank you again for your time today. Thanks for having me on. That is Dr. Joe Vipon, who is an emergency physician in Calgary, Alberta, and in a few hours' time we will be leading a rally as he tries to convince the Alberta government to reverse course on its changes to testing and tracing and the requirements for those who test positive for COVID-19.